WVOW Local News, now. A man is in custody after police say they found large amounts of fentanyl and marijuana in his vehicle. I'm Faith Bannister. According to a criminal complaint, West Virginia State Police conducted a traffic stop after seeing a car with an expired inspection sticker traveling on U.S. Route 119 in the Danville area. The complaint says that troopers received information from the U.S. Route 119 task force that the driver of the car was involved in dealing narcotics. After receiving verbal consent to search the vehicle, a canine alerted to the odor of narcotics, according to the complaint. In the trunk of the car, troopers found one pound of suspected fentanyl separated into plastic bags and more than 12 pounds of suspected marijuana, which was also separated into plastic bags. 34-year-old Joshua Lucas of Mount Gay was arrested and charged with possession with intent to deliver fentanyl and possession with intent to deliver marijuana. He's being held at the Southwestern Regional Jail on a $500,000 cash-only bond. WVOW News is brought to you by Logan Regional Medical Center. Are you or a loved one suffering from a chronic wound that won't heal? The Advanced Wound Center at Logan Regional Medical Center is here to help you. Our team of compassionate health care providers will develop a personalized care plan tailored to your individual needs. We use advanced healing techniques such as hyperbaric oxygen therapy to help you heal quickly. Call us to learn more. The Advanced Wound Center at Logan Regional. Healing chronic wounds so you can get back to doing the things you love. Mountain Health Network announced Wednesday they are temporarily reinforcing a policy that requires all staff, patients, and visitors, regardless of vaccination status, to wear a mask in their facilities. This includes Cabell Huntington Hospital, St. Mary's Medical Center, HIMG, and their Huntington area facilities. The Huntington area has experienced an uptick in community spread of COVID-19, according to Mountain Health. Larry Dial, M.D., Chief Clinical Officer at Mountain Health, said they will monitor the situation moving forward with guidance from the CDC. Mountain Health also said this change does not apply to Pleasant Valley Hospital. Mason County has a low spread of COVID-19. The presidents of Marshall and WVU do not support Senate Bill 10, better known as the Campus Self-Defense Act. The West Virginia legislature says the Campus Self-Defense Act will take away the authority of the Higher Education Policy Commission, the Council for Community and Technical College Education, and the institutional boards of governors to regulate or restrict carrying firearms on higher education campuses. Marshall President Brad D. Smith and West Virginia University President Gordon Gee in a joint statement say they have concerns about allowing firearms on campuses. Concerns like mental health challenges, grade discussions, recruitment of new students and faculty, and an open forum for debate. The letter says that there are things that they believe should be taken into consideration with this bill. For instance, only allowing concealed carry permit holders to have firearms on campus. Considerations for places firearms should not be allowed include venues, daycare facilities, buildings used by law enforcement, places with security measures implemented, disciplinary hearings, and more. The presidents asked the legislature to not implement the change until July 1st of next year to give them time to prepare. The West Virginia Senate passed a bill that would allow tactical medical professionals to carry firearms for protection. The bill heads to the West Virginia House of Delegates. If passed and signed into law, the bill would allow paramedics, nurses, and doctors to carry a gun while responding to dangerous medical situations, but they would have to be accompanied by law enforcement. 
Anyone carrying a gun would also have to complete a nationally recognized tactical medical training program if the bill becomes law. The bill would also require the medical professionals to get a certificate from the Law Enforcement Professional Subcommittee of the Governor's Committee on Crime, Delinquency, and Correction. A person was arrested after allegedly attacking a person with a knife during a robbery Tuesday. It all went down at the Crossings Mall McDonald's in Elkview. Deputies say a 56-year-old man, a customer at the restaurant, was attacked inside the restroom by 31-year-old Richard Thornton, an employee. Investigators say Thornton was in possession of the victim's wallet and a bloody knife. The victim was taken to the hospital for serious facial injuries and stab wounds to the neck, according to a news release from the Sheriff's Department. Kanawha County Chief Deputy Joe Crawford described Tuesday's incident at Elkview McDonald's as a very vicious, heinous act. He characterized the attack as a crime of opportunity. Thornton was placed under arrest for one felony count of first-degree robbery with a deadly weapon. A juvenile boy from St. Albans was charged with malicious wounding Wednesday night after stabbing his juvenile sister during a fight. Kanawha County deputies said a hunting-style knife was used. The girl suffered a cut to her leg and was treated at the scene. The boy suffered a head injury in the fight. The boy was treated at a hospital and then taken to the Tiger Morton Juvenile Facility where he's being held on bond. Delegates sent an income tax cut bill out to the state Senate on a 95-2 vote. The personal income tax reduction is structured as 30% the first year, then 10% each of the following two years. The same percentage reductions would be applied to all current tax brackets. So West Virginia's five brackets, 3%, 4%, 4.5%, 6%, and 6.5% would all be cut exactly in half over the next three years. A fiscal note assessing the bill concludes it would decrease general revenue fund collections by about $161 million in the 2023 fiscal year alone. Right now, West Virginia is running a budget surplus of hundreds of millions of dollars, but that's based on several factors, including high energy prices that have produced high-performing severance tax returns and artificially low state revenue projections that have relatively enforced flat budgets for several years in a row. Members of the Republican majority in the Senate questioned the administration's promises of financial stability down the line. House Finance Chairman Vernon Chris said the dominant passage vote in the chamber would send a message, but Senate Finance Chair Eric Tarr says it has no chance of survival. The West Virginia Department of Environmental Protection approved nearly $2 million in recycling assistance grants to 29 recipients through the agency's Rehabilitation Environmental Action Plan program on Tuesday. Grants were awarded to state solid waste authorities, county commissions, municipalities, private industries, and nonprofit organizations to strengthen recycling programs. Funding for the grant program is generated through a $1 assessment fee per ton of solid waste disposed at in-state landfills. The Southern West Virginia grant recipients include the Cabell County Solid Waste Authority, which received $39,600. Also in Cabell County, the Goodwill Industries of the Kentucky, Ohio, West Virginia area, Incorporated received $69,034.88. In Kanawha County, Habitat for Humanity of Kanawha and Putnam County received $75,000. Kanawha County Solid Waste Authority received $50,500, and the Recycling Coalition of West Virginia received $49,500. The Lincoln County Solid Waste Authority was granted $37,006.42. 
Then in Raleigh County, Beckley Waste and Paper Inc. was granted $40,420.50. Oak Hill Garbage Disposal Incorporated, $37,500. The Raleigh County Solid Waste Authority, $94,800. The Wayne County Solid Waste Authority received $99,000 to assist in countywide recycling, and the Wyoming County Solid Waste Authority received $31,638.27. Get local news on demand at WVOWradio.com or on your smart device. This is WVOW Logan. Here's the Coalfields forecast from the Storm Tracker 13 Weather Center. I'm Storm Tracker 13 Chief Meteorologist Spencer Atkins. After 60s today, a cold front slams into the area, and that's going to bring a strong wind gust above 30 miles per hour and the chance for a shower in the evening. That goes away as we'll see uh, just kind of the cloudy sky here with our low around 34, 35, and a snow shower can't be ruled out early Friday. Otherwise, we're back to about 40 degrees, blustery and cold with a 15-mile-an-hour breeze, making it feel colder. I'm 13 News Chief Meteorologist Spencer Atkins. Listen throughout the day or click on tristateupdate.com for more weather information from the Storm Tracker 13 Weather Center.